0: Factory sealed. It is. Oh, oh man, I skipped into the outro too soon. Um, <laughs> I knew I would do that. I got focused on talking and I lost track of the music and I messed it up. It is January 18th, 2015. My name is Eric Peterson. Joining me today is only Jess Clarkson.
1: I feel like it should be the one and only or something.
0: Well, then, that would imply that there are more people to follow. So True. Th- the way that I phrased the sentence is, "You're the only one joining me." Okay, that's good. And
1: that's we can't
0: one. we can't really call this a two man show because I feel like the feminist side of you would come out.
1: What? Whatevs.
0: Or is that not as strong as the the vegan, soy free, gluten free? Food free side of you.
1: That side's a little stronger. Okay. Yeah. So, so how... as long as it's not like a two carnivore show, then that's good. Ooh. Two gluten sh- gluten eaters, gluten gluten gluteny people.
0: I was looking at Barnes and Noble <laughs> yesterday for cookbooks for my sister, for a, a really late birthday Christmas gift, and the amount of gluten-free cookbooks out there is sickening
1: i know and like a part of me hates it because a lot of people are like glutenistas where they don't actually need to eat gluten-free but it's trendy so they do and i'm like oh yeah you people suck but at the same time i'm like oh yeah you guys are awesome because now there's like gluten-free donuts And gluten free everything in the market where it used to be like really challenging to get gluten free bread before. So But it is pretty awesome. Did you
0: see that I think it was uh not I think it was Jimmy Kimmel who went out on the streets and was asking people if they were gluten free and they'd say yes. And he was like, What is gluten? and not a single person was able to give you an (laughs) intelligent answer as to what gluten was.
1: That's awesome. It what? was in um the movie Did you see This Is the End? No. Um it's not a great movie, but um what's his face? Uh man got in it. Seth Rogan uh-huh. was saying that he is not eating gluten anymore and he's gluten free. And then um J Bubell, Bu something.
0: James. From Popular James Mechanics.
1: Yeah, him. I don't know who he's like, talking about. Do you even know what gluten is? And he's like, Yeah, it's all the bad stuff in food. Like fat is gluten. Like carbs are gluten. <laughs> it's it. it's like, it's all gluten. Gluten's all the bad stuff that you don't want to eat.
0: I think what it ultimately boils down to is everybody is looking for the new um diet trend when the only thing throughout all of human history that's held true is Diet and exercise. You eat right and you exercise. And that's it. If you look at all these people who have lost all this weight on these goofy-ass diets, there's two consistent factors. They eat well and they exercise. Everybody's looking for that. If I just go gluten-free, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But we were looking through the cookbooks and there was just this entire section of gluten-free. And then next to it was the borderline celiac cookbook section. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, it's... You're either intolerant or you're not. That and is
1: amazing.
0: I went to my doctor for just a, a physical checkup last year, and he came back. He's like, all your labs and everything are fantastic, but I just thought I'd let you know that you're borderline celiac intolerant. I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? I'm going to go no, out and eat a bunch that of... that is weird. It's stupid. It's so dumb. And then there was the... Uh, the the whole cooking with beer section followed by the diabetic cookbook section which I think that'd be kind of an interesting section to to get a book out of
1: diabetic yeah
0: it's like all sugar no free sugar stuff. ever heck yeah Actually, oh my that grandpa would be terrible...
1: was he was diabetic and he would always get sugar free candies it's and they were disgusting
0: taste free is all it is
1: they tasted like like just chemical like it was just chemically chemicalness. Weren't very good.
0: Coming from a girl who's getting her PhD in something—that's a quite a phrase.
1: <laughs> no.
0: He said, "Like chemicals of chemically chemicalness."
1: It's true. Just make words up. Yes.
0: So, I started walking last week. Walking. Finally, yes, because I was. Okay. Surger- yeah, remember? don't <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> it
1: took me a second. I was like congratulations yeah
0: as soon as you have a kid you forget how to walk and you kind of progress along with them so
1: i'm a bad friend you are but that's awesome
0: no it's really not because it hurts like hell but
1: so that's crutch free because you were on crutches for a while
0: yeah i was on crutches for a month i was total no weight bearing for a month and then it got to a point like three weeks into it where i was having too much shoulder pain so i started doing like the one crutch walk and uh very minimal weight on my left leg and then i just decided friday after my doctor's like you can start walking I'm like all right screw these crutches see ya and if you've ever gone to the gym and worked out your legs really 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 hard and then they're super wobbly and weak the next day it's like that but with one leg
1: that's so awkward
0: yeah and then i have to be really careful about how i walk so if i'm standing at the kitchen sink doing dishes and i want to turn most people just keep their feet planted and turn their upper body. I can't do that. I have to pick up and like rotate. I have to not introduce any sort of uh, rotational movement into my hip or I could risk tearing it again. Oh, really? Yeah. So I've got about three, two more months before I can
1: start doing the twist.
0: Start doing the twist and shake and shout.
1: Yeah. Are those even the so? Ones? No dancing for you.
0: Well, it's just a different type of dance. It's all, <laughs> its an all upper body dance.
1: Oh, <clears throat> oh god! And I've seen those wedding videos. Of me, you dancing.
0: Which wedding videos?
1: There was one with you dancing to that song <laughs> with your friend. I'm being so.
0: <laughs> oh, the uh... using
1: all of the descriptors.
0: The one song with my friend by the people that play in a band. You're talking about um, Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads. Yes. Yeah, that was a good one. We pretty much cleared the dance floor on that one, and everybody watched her. <laughs> everybody stood around the side like, should we call an ambulance? I mean, have they uh, they had a seizure? Are they having a stroke? What's going on here? It was a good, it was a good dance. <laughs> Yep. You can't tell me you didn't have any awful dances at your wedding.
1: No way. It was, I was the perfect dancer.
0: Everything was all prim and proper and medieval and...
1: Um. No, we had a pole in the middle of the dance floor because it was from the tent. So that served as a stripper pole for the majority of the night.
0: That sounds like one of those situations where people get a little too rowdy with it and pull down the whole tent on top of the wedding party.
1: Well, it almost happened. Um, Andrew's dad is in love with Lady Gaga. Oh, no. And Lady Gaga song came on, and he comes running onto the dance floor, grabs the pole to, like, swing around on it, I guess, and falls on his ass. (laughs) It was pretty good.
0: (laughs) Do you have video of that?
1: Uh, No, unfortunately, we do not.
0: Mm. Wow. Well... I don't even think we really addressed where everybody is.
1: No, we just went in right into it.
0: We just jumped. Yeah, just popped the clutch and went for it. Um, Aaron. Aaron has had quite a week. Um, He said his grandfather passed last Monday, Tuesday-ish. And he had to make a drive down to Texas. And then after that whole ordeal was over, he drove home. No, I think he, yeah he drove home, and then the next day got on a plane to go down to Florida for a family vacation, so he's been he he's been off the he's been on the the injury reserve list for a while, yeah, um, and then Nick, good old Nick Stevens, has gotten way too popular for us with all of his podcasts, and it's our fault for rescheduling so many times, but um scheduling conflict for today, so he's not in, and then Kevin is just Kevin, and he'll be here whenever he pleases. But
1: When he graces us with his presence.
0: We are planning a Final Fantasy VIII show, where we're going to go through the entire game. My sister and her boyfriend are still doing the traveling physical therapy thing, and their next placement was down here in Phoenix. So, uh, my sister's boyfriend is living with Christy and I, and then My sister is living a few miles away at my mom's house, and he's a huge Final Fantasy person. So we were grilling out and having a cigar and drinking some bourbon and talking Final Fantasy, and he wanted to be a part of the Final Fantasy VIII show. Um, So Jess, I don't know if you've played the best Final Fantasy of all time, but (laughs) (laughs) I just thought I'd drop that in there really coyly. I don't know if anyone's going to pick up on that. Um. You're more than welcome to join us. We're going to go through it a disc at a time. So the first show will probably be pretty short because the first disc is only, I think it's less than 10 hours. It's a short disc. Um, disc two gets pretty lengthy and then three is super long.
1: Yeah, man. So I'm excited.
0: That one I will definitely finish. I'm still slowly chipping away at so um, I remembered why I stopped playing in 1.
1: I have been on fire, but first I am very excited to be able to rag on your hot sister in front of you and her boyfriend. (laughs) That is like the best audience to make hot sister jokes. I'm really excited for that.
0: I really like how that whole conversation just came to a halt. And then the next morning, Kevin just replies (laughs) with... She is hot. Yeah, she is hot. (laughs) How did that go down? I got to try to find that here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) um we were oh my we were going to do a show last week and and I I said that my sister came into town and and um you said that I should probably spend time with my sister and you put the obligatory insert comment about your sister here and I pulled out the Matt Eads is she hot and then said (laughs) something about yeah the consensus is that she's hot and the next day, it was like almost twelve hours later. Kevin just replies, <laughs> "And yes, Eric's sister is hot."
1: He's the worst on that conversation. Oh yeah, just like once a blue moon decides that he's going to respond to something.
0: I think he'll pop in from time to time. He reads it all, but well,
1: it's impressive. Um, but yeah, I've been like owning shit.
0: Let's hear about it. What have you been playing, Jess? Oh. Is that all you're talking about?
1: (laughs) And um, I've been playing um, Mario Kart for Game Boy Advance. Really? Yeah. It was kind of fun.
0: Well, we did talk about doing a, I think once we get the whole team together for another show, I want to do a kart racing episode.
1: Yeah, that would be
0: fun. Where we talk about old Mario karts and how Diddy Kong is a better kart racer. Then Mario Kart 64. Um, I'm pretty sure we can all come to a general consensus on that.
1: Diddy Kong? Yeah. I've never played it. What? Oh, shit.
0: You have never played Diddy Kong?
1: No. Oh, no. I'm not... Because I don't really like a lot of...
0: Jess
1: ...racing games because I suck so many balls at it.
0: So... (laughs) Sorry oh,
1: to disappoint you.
0: That is disappointing. Yeah, because I do firmly believe that Diddy Kong's Diddy Kong Racing is a better kart racer than Mario Kart 64.
1: Um, I feel like that's a bold statement to make.
0: It is, and I think Mario Kart 64 is great for a few things. It's a really good party game. Get a bunch of friends together, sit yes. down, and play. It's fantastic, but it is lacking in so many areas. It's got four multiplayer levels if I'm not mistaken and like eight tracks. And if you want to call the, the mirrored tracks oh no it's got four, eight, twelve, sixteen tracks. So thirty two if you count the mirrored tracks.
1: Mirrored tracks suck. Yeah. They're so hard.
0: And that's that's essentially it. No you know, I mean it's got your your typical ten characters or twelve characters. Um but that's it. There there's nothing to really unlock. There's no true variety to it. It's it's a solid game. But for somebody who wants something a little bit more, I was more enamored with Diddy Kong when it came out because uh, it had that whole adventure aspect to it, but then it also had the hovercrafts, it had the airplanes, it had the carts, and then it had the leveling up of the different weapons where if you collect three of if you collect one balloon it's a missile, you collect two, it's three, you collect three, it's ten missiles. Um, or you can turn it into one big homing missile, or oil slicks turn into electric shields, and it's. I thought there's so much more to it that it just it was more of an engrossing game. The storyline was crap, but I,
1: I don't think you're paying for the storyline in those kind of games.
0: No, definitely not. But there were so many different worlds, and each world had such diverse themes. And you know, Mario Kart. Yeah, you've got your one ice track, and it's it's okay. But Diddy Kong, you've got an entire world of all tracks dedicated to ice. Everything from your your cart levels to your hovercraft levels to your airplane levels, and then you've got the fire levels, and you've got the all the water-based stuff. It was just to me, it was a much more entertaining kart racing game than Mario Kart. And it's kind of a shame that that series died off.
1: Yeah, I think because Mario Kart is such like. Not a money grab, but it's always successful, like, no matter what.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think Nintendo started to realize, like, hey, we're competing against ourselves here. Yeah. And um, I think they started to incorporate some of the positives of Diddy Kong into Mario Kart. I mean, yeah, they still don't have the airplane stuff um or the boats, but they have the different types of vehicles that you can use. They have the different weapons. And and the modifications within the tracks and stuff like that, but it, it it's disappointing that that game went as far into the radar as it did because I think had more people played it, a lot more people would have enjoyed it. Um, however, I did try to rehash some of that nostalgia, and it kind of backfired last week where um, Diddy Kong Racing in two thousand seven seven or eight came out on the, on the uh, DS. And I remember really, really liking it just because I liked the game. It was portable now. Yeah. But I went and bought a used copy of it and put it in and instantly hated it because it didn't handle the way the N64 version handled. They changed all the character voices. It didn't look as good. Um, So I ended up taking it back. I was just, I was kind of soured on it. So I want to hook up the N sixty four and like actually play the real Diddy Kong again.
1: Huh? I can't. I still yeah. can't believe you've never played it though.
0: No. You got at least at least emulate it because it's got some of the coolest levels in there. And I do remember my friend one time brought his copy over and he wanted me to beat the final boss for him. But right as I was about to beat him, he turned it off. He says, "Okay, now I know how to do it," and he went home and did it himself.
1: What a jerk. Like,
0: you son of a bitch.
1: See, so, yeah, like, racing games, I can appreciate how fun they are, like, when you're with a group.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But they're not something that I would go and sit down and play. Like, the arcadey, racy racing games are fun, but, like, I'm just not... Not my cup of tea in the long run.
0: Playing Mario Kart by yourself is like playing Smash Brothers by yourself. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So I could understand that. And playing Mario Kart online with random people isn't, it's not the same. Mario Kart is meant to be a locally played multiplayer game.
1: Did I tell you about, we went to the Gentleman's Expo, which is a convention, like a fun show up here.
0: Mm, Sounds like a strip club.
1: Yeah, right? Um, they have like beer, like it's a huge amount of drinking. Um, I was DD for, uh, Andrew and his friends and they give you like X number of drink tokens. So it gets you a bunch of samples so you can get like very hammered very quickly at the show, but they had Mario Kart seven, I think. And I was like, Oh, let's play. So no one to play with me because they're a bunch of jerks. And they just wanted to drink. And uh, I played with some random guy. And he was like, I don't know how to play. Like, how do you play? And so I told him how to play. And, of course, again, I suck. So I'm, like, really crappy. And he was being a huge dick to me. He won and was, like, in your face. Like, that's what you get and everything. I was like, what the hell? He was so mean.
0: We had so, people break out into verbal assaults on each other a few years ago when um, Max Gonzalez and I were doing the devastation tournament down here in Phoenix and we were having Mario Kart tournaments. God, yeah, yeah. I mean, when money's on the line, it wasn't it wasn't a lot. It was like 60, 70 bucks, but people were getting pretty intense about it.
1: Yeah, this guy was like in your face and I was like, what? Who says that? <laughs> and then everyone like, the people running the booth were like, don't worry, it's just a game. I'm like, I'm not worried. You guys are just being dicks. (laughs) It's not very nice. Did
0: you ever play Crash Team Racing? No. That was one of those games that I'd never heard about it really until, I think the first time I actually really played it was when I was in college. Um, It's kind of Sony's answer to Mario Kart and it had Crash Bandicoot and all of the Crash Bandicoot characters and that game was way too difficult. Even now, I try to go back and play it, and it's so flipping hard because of the way that the snaking works and the boost system, and it's cool. It's a ton of fun. The levels are really dynamic, but I can see why that game didn't take root because it's so difficult.
1: See, That's like when games are more realistic, I find that they're... Was that like just a whatever game, or is it more of a simulation?
0: It was a kart racing game. Oh. It okay. was it was supposed to have been Sony's version of Mario Kart.
1: Oh.
0: And it's cool, but it's so difficult.
1: Yeah, this, I'm excited to try the Donkey Kong one. Diddy uh, Kong.
0: Yeah, Diddy Kong. What was the what was the name of that one that Nick Stevens suggested? Oh. Crazy Racers. Yes. On the Game Boy Advance. So <laughs> I, I tried that and holy crap, if anything has ever been a direct ripoff of something else crazy racers is a pure ripoff of mario kart for the super nintendo i mean even down to some of the levels looking identical it's just super generic it's that's amazing it's not fun um the menu screen has no discernible selections like i don't know what i'm choosing you move the you, you move the cursor around like random things on the screen highlight and at one point one of the characters you can select is is hidden behind like four or five other characters and you see just his eyes sticking out and it's kinda highlighted. You're like, am I gonna choose I think I'll choose that guy and it, it's really bad. I would not play it again. It. No, absolutely not. Because we were we were talking about <laughs> let's do all of the the really the, the, the really well known kart racing games. He's like let's do crazy racers <laughs> like let's not but oh,
1: I'm to, glad you uh, took that down for us. And
0: Yeah, that won't be... Took
1: one for the team.
0: That won't be a suggestion for the show ever. Um, but Soykiden, you said you're pounding through that one pretty hard, huh? Yeah. Let's hear it. What do you think?
1: Well, I'm also impressed that... Oh, who was it on Twitter? Also pulled a masturbator. So we're starting a trend. I've it's happening. I've
0: thought about... Starting over and renaming my character to cater, so he'd be master cater and it would be <laughs> a play on joke I would play a play on mastication
1: I like it, yeah,
0: but I think I'm too far in to really warrant that, yeah, but then again, it might be a good refresher for the storyline T-
1: that's the thing I find sometimes it's um like there's so much to do and so many characters and so much story that you kind of forget what the fuck is going on That's or what... like what you're supposed to be doing or where these towns are. Like it's a little challenging.
0: Yeah. That's why if I, if if there comes a major plot point, I'll usually pound through some of the plot until it starts to calm down before I go and do some other side quests. But with the, uh, with Soikiden, there's so there's like 101 characters to collect and you have no idea who's who and if you can collect anybody so you don't want to miss your opportunity so I find myself constantly talking to people and seeing if they have things for me to do to go and collect them. Yeah. Have you gotten to the point where you can start recruiting?
1: Yeah, I'm right now I think I'm nearing the end of the game. I have yeah.
0: Wow. that's impressive Jess
1: I had I think I'm at 39 hours oh no and only because it was funny Um, I was at a spot where I couldn't save and we had to go out or something and I was so stressed that I couldn't save and I would lose all this progress that I made Mm -hmm. that I just left the game on overnight (laughs) I was originally going to leave it on until we got home, and then I forgot about it, so oh. my PlayStation was on all night.
0: <laughs> so you're probably realistically at about 12 or 13 hours. Yeah. <laughs> are you playing it on PS3? Yeah. Okay, so you did get the PSN copy.
1: Yeah, and then I bought two as well.
0: What are your What are your thoughts? Because you weren't part of the original show that Nick Stevens and I did.
1: No. So, right now, like, I only have 12 people left to collect.
0: Wow, you are pounding through everyone. Are you using a guide?
1: Um, For when I get confused, I do. Okay. Like, when I'm not sure where I'm supposed to go. Uh-huh. Um, But I find if you just talk to everyone, it's not bad. Well, you And can... sometimes it's just been luck, where I've gone back to a place, and there's a character there that wasn't there a second ago.
0: Can't you <laughs> tell who the people are based on their um if a sprite pops up above their name during conversation
1: yeah if they have a name they're someone that you can recruit usually and if they like the general merchants wear white with like a little green apron so if someone's wearing not that you're Mm -hmm. like oh i guess you're important Hmm. um
0: i can't believe you have that many people
1: yeah i'm almost done though that's crazy but I've really enjoyed it. Like, at some points, I got kind of over it. And yeah. some of the storyline, I'm kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, where did this come from? Randomly, you have to kill, like, Necklord, who's a vampire, who just randomly comes into the game. And you're like, it just, you. it kind of took away from the overall storyline, I think, by introducing this crazy vampire character I think but
0: a lot of those RPGs that focus on heavy political elements can become cumbersome yeah because I always think to the the Final Fantasy stuff like Final Fantasy 12 was great but it was overly political to the point where it's like I don't I don't understand how this works <laughs> So just give me a mission where I can go and hit stuff and I'll be good.
1: Yeah. I can see that. Um but I found some of the stuff was a little too cheesy. Like it's there'll be one tone of the game and then all of a sudden it turns into something else, I think. Yeah. But one thing that I like cannot figure out and I've just given up on completely. Is the whole aspect of, like, the runes and crystals and rune pieces. Mm-hmm. I am not not figuring that out. So I'll just attach a random... Because crystals are runes, right? When you attach a crystal, it becomes a rune, I think.
0: To be honest, I don't remember.
1: So they're supposed to give the individual, like, magical powers during a battle. Mm-hmm. And as the character levels up, you get more, um, like, spells that you can use, I guess. But then you can also enchant the weapons with rune pieces. But only certain runes can use different rune pieces. And then sometimes people's rune powers get some unbalanced. So you're supposed to find the proper rune piece to substitute. Yeah
0: very challenging it sounds like the um difficulties i had with the materia system for final fantasy seven when i was first playing it because when i first started i would just take random materia and just throw it into slots I'm like yay yeah. here we go now i can cast fire and yeah. then one of my buddies came over and was like you realize that you can optimize this stuff right to like make yourself better so then he walked me through all of it and then we got to Final Fantasy VIII with the Junction system and how, like, you can put specific spells here to up your 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 magic defense or your magic attack or or your resistance. And I think this is a lot like that, where it just becomes a little difficult to wrap your head around if you haven't played it before.
1: Well, that's the thing. You can like crazy like change the formations, and then some runes let you change the. I think it's like the Crystal no, something rune, um, lets you um change the order of the the order of your characters. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of optimize it that way if someone has a strong whatever. And that to me is a little too much effort that I want to put into it. Yeah. Um and then in the game there are books that you can collect and give them to a librarian yep. who you recruit. And if you read the books, like, it goes into the lore and has a huge amount of backstory about the runes and the crystals and stuff. But that's, again, a little too much
0: For a very early PlayStation RPG, there was a lot to it. Yeah. I mean, this came out in 95, December of 95. So this was very early in the original PlayStation window. So there's a lot to it. And I think... There are people out there who really like to immerse themselves in a world. I've got a buddy who likes to read all of the books that have been written within the Elder Scrolls games. Oh, yeah. Like, no, thanks. I'll just collect it. And if it doesn't give me a any sort of bonus, I'll just throw it on the ground or add it to my stash of stuff.
1: Well, it's really cool that it has that opportunity. Like, there are opportunities like that built in. Like, the game is huge in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it just, it wasn't happening. And I have friends, like my one friend is obsessed with the game and loves the characters. And it's awesome that it's put so much effort into developing the characters and their backstories and everything. And, um, even like you can have, if you have certain characters fighting together, they can unite and have special moves and stuff, which is cool, but. Like, you kind of have to experiment to figure out who goes with who.
0: I feel like with that, you have so many people that you just don't have time to upgrade everybody (laughs) and max out all of their skills and buy them all weapons. So, I find that I just have my core group and I just keep them.
1: That's what I've done and it's kind of hindered me in some ways because there's certain, like, one character was like, oh, I'll join you if you get this one character to this level. So you had to go around and, like, just level upgrade grind. a character that I wasn't really going to use ever again, but only to get someone to come to my castle. I was like, oh, well, I guess, little Kirkus the Elf, you're coming out with me for a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's just the uh, nature of RPGs is level grinding. Yeah. But it's it's good. I'm excited to get to Circuit in 2. I've played through most of the first one and I'm, you know, I can't guarantee I'm going to finish it this time around, but I'm just anxious to get to 2 and see how that one is cuz people say that it's fantastic. It's just night and day from number 2 or from number 1.
1: And apparently you can bring in your save file to 2 so then you get your you have your castle and all your people, I think.
0: Oh really? Then that's
1: which is awesome. That's why I'm like, okay, I'll actually try to finish this. So yeah, I that is a big deal. Bring my I peeps might, over.
0: I might try to finish that then. Huh. I got I have this problem of starting too many games at once. I go through this I go through this lull of games and then I go like, okay, I'm gonna pick up this, I'm gonna pick up this, I'm gonna pick up this, and then like one of them just clearly gets put to the top but I've been playing a lot of Far Cry 4 lately, and I finally pushed that to the back burner after I got done with it and went through a little bit of a lull. Um, and then I started playing a game that I've been waiting for years to go on sale on PSN. It's only been 20 bucks, so it's really not that expensive, but it's an old PSP RPG that works on the Vita, and there was a series back when the... PSP was really hurting for RPGs that came out called The Legend of Heroes. Just super generic RPG. I mean, even in its title, just... Yeah. No, <laughs> no draw whatsoever. And I played it. It was okay. And then Legend of Heroes 2 came out. I'm like, all right, this is just dumb now. Um, and I forgot about the series. And then a couple years ago, I read an article about a game called Trails in the Sky. And... Apparently it's the third one in this series that is supposed to a lot of people hail it as one of the best portable RPGs. So, not wanting to pay 20 bucks for something that I may or may not like, I just sat and waited for it to go on sale. And every Tuesday I'd wait for PlayStation Network to update and look for the sales and of course it wouldn't be on there. This- so
1: that's why cuz you've been really pushing the sales messaging us.
0: Yeah. This last this last Tuesday the fifty percent, the the anniversary fifty to eighty percent off sale went up, and I'm like, all right, well, it's not gonna be in there and then boom, eight bucks. Nice. So I started playing through that. My sister bought me Dragon Age Inquisition, and I mean you're talking about tackling two games that are gonna be a hundred plus hours easily and yeah. got sweet so it into finish, and now we want to pick up Final Fantasy eight, so it's gonna be this thing of which one gets pushed to the back burner.
1: Um, I like playing the longer games, though. I do, too. Because it gives you a lot to talk about. Um, and I find they're just a lot more engaging sometimes.
0: Yeah. I'm looking but. forward to doing the uh, Final Fantasy VIII show.
1: It'll be awesome.
0: Um, let's see. What else What else have you been playing? Anything? Just sweep it in?
1: Yeah, that's been really getting the majority of my time.
0: Speaking of Majora, t that's a terrible segue. Uh, <laughs> I'm
1: really excited to see where you're going with this.
0: The Did you watch the Nintendo Direct? No. They finally announced the release date for the new Nintendo 3DS in America. Oh, really? And they announced oh yeah, I read that the Majora's Mask limited edition oh, console. There we
1: go. That's that's that happened.
0: There it went. I, I got it.
1: Majority, yep yeah. So I was good, sitting at work
0: one. and I was watching the the direct and saw that. I'm like, "All right, cool. I guess that's what I'll get." And then I refreshed Kotaku and they're like, "And they're sold out." <laughs> it was like tw- 12 minutes after GameStop started taking pre-orders on them, they were sold out. And yeah. some people were saying, "Well, you can still go to the store and get some." I'm like, am oh, "Maybe I'll stop there after work." And I have a buddy who works there. So I called him and he goes, nope, they sold out too. All GameStop stores nationwide were sold out.
1: That's insane.
0: So I just said, well, I guess I'll just get a red one. And later in the day, I was sitting on the couch and just flipped open my phone. And there was a a feed refresh and Kotaku had just updated like the second that I flipped on my phone. And it said Best Buy is taking pre-orders right now. So I hopped on and I pre-ordered one. And then I started thinking about it. These are going to be super rare, super, like beyond super rare. So I pre-ordered two of them. You were still able to. Well, for two reasons. First of all, I did it in two separate transactions because Best Buy is notorious for not fulfilling pre-orders. So if I do two and they cancel one, I've still got the system. Um, The other part of me wanted two of them to have one and play one. And the other part wants me to keep one sealed for potential collecting purposes yeah so
1: it's pretty
0: it is it's super cool and i'm i'm kind of ticked off that it's not coming pre-installed with the game
1: yeah you're saying you have to download it right
0: no you have to buy the game separately oh what it does not come with the game
1: that's crazy in
0: europe it does and you don't get a charger with it What? Nintendo's rationale on that is so stupid. They say that this console is for people who would already have our we're anticipating people who purchase this console to already have previous Nintendo consoles and therefore they can use their old chargers.
1: That's bad.
0: Yeah. It's a stupid rationale for it. But essentially what it is is it's it's a way for them to hit the $200 price point because if they put a charger in they'd probably have to jack it up 30 bucks
1: but not really like chargers are not very much money like no. the markup on them is huge
0: i bet a, i bet a charger wouldn't cost more than 50-60 cents to make yeah it's just some plastic and cabling that's it yeah there's no way that they would jack it up 30 bucks but if you think about it
1: They could.
0: They would sell the chargers for twenty twenty or thirty bucks in the store and make their money that way.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: And I think just out of principle I'm not gonna purchase one because I've got a DS charger, but now I'm gonna have two consoles sharing one charger. It's
1: that's just, crazy.
0: It's stupid. But I'm super excited for that because I'm getting tired of my old small three D S. It's it still works, but after I bought Christy her three D S XL and yeah. watch her playing that, like I gotta have <laughs> something with a bigger screen. Screen envy. Oh, it was total screen envy. And with the new console and the three D face tracking and yeah, the C stick and and uh all of that good stuff. It'll be uh, I'm looking forward to it. But apparently, for some reason, they're not releasing the standard-sized new 3DS in America. Really? Because I think in Japan... Yeah. Japan, where they first released it, everybody was just buying the XLs. But then they released it in the other markets, and they're releasing both. So, I don't know. Huh. So I should have that in a month. I'm pumped for that. <gasps> gonna be so pretty can't wait so um what else have i been playing oh ducktales
1: oh yeah you guys had that combo about that
0: yeah so i did not enjoy ducktales on the nes it was just it was dumb i couldn't get behind it i think a lot of it is because i didn't play it as a kid so i went back and i played the hd remake version or the the remaster and it's not really an hd remake they just redid the game um i had a ton i'm having a ton of fun with it i think i've only got one of the six levels left and it's still really generic but the game itself the gameplay is actually now that i sit down and play it and enjoy it it's not terrible um it's not all that challenging either. There's still things that really piss me off, like the fact that you just jump in random spots and diamonds appear out of nowhere, and you can almost predict where <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, there's a random little alcove up there in the corner. If I bounce up on my stick, oh, look, diamonds. Um, It's super, super generic, but after playing Shovel Knight, I can definitely <sighs> see that they... They they pulled directly from DuckTales how Shovel Knight bounces on his sword like Mayor McScrooge bounces on his pogo stick or his cane. Um, yeah, it's it's not bad. It took me a while to actually like figure out what to do because I got into some of the levels and they're not very clear about it. And especially with the new remake, they have they've tried to incorporate a story and cutscenes and voiceovers, and it's terrible. Thank God you can just press start and skip cutscenes. So anytime anything remotely starts oh, happening... Oh, that's wicked. I just press start and skip, skip cutscene and just get right back into it. But the maps are multi-tiered. It's not just straight left to right. And there's a, most of the levels have like five things you have to collect. Um, whether you kill an enemy and collect something from them or you just open a chest and collect something, then you have a boss battle. And the boss battles are easy enough. It's just memorizing patterns. Yeah, but I still cannot get behind the Moon music. I don't think it's that great. In fact, I think it's the weakest song in the repertoire of Ducktales. The main menu music is a thousand times better than Moon music.
1: What is this mu- Moon? Ugh.
0: I don't know. If you look up Ducktales music or like best video game music of all time, Moon theme from Ducktales consistently comes in on really high on that list, and I just can't figure out why it's not a really engaging song it's not terrible but when you're standing in mayor McScrooge's office outside the vault that music is a thousand times cooler and more fitting for a moon theme than the song that they chose for the moon theme but maybe again it's because i didn't play it
1: oh yeah i'm just playing it now
0: Do you recognize that music? No. it's really not all that catchy. No. Hmm. But this gave me, playing through this kind of made me take a step back because I've been kind of down on HD remakes lately because I feel like it's a little bit of a a cop-out. Like, oh, we've already got this game. Let's just slather some new paint on it and ship it out there. But after playing this and enjoying it, you know, I'm not going to go out and tell all my friends they need to buy DuckTales Remastered, but it's made me think about how I can't go back and play DuckTales and have those fond memories like other people did because I didn't play it as a kid. So for me, it's like playing a really shitty 25-year-old game in the modern day. So I'm not going to enjoy it. I think a lot of people are willing to put aside their prejudices of games being really bad Because they have such fond memories. I mean, there are probably a lot of people that say Mega Man sucks because it's so hard. The controls are terrible and this and that and the other thing. But I'm able to put that aside because I've played them my my entire life. So, playing an HD remake is a way to give new generations of fans a way to experience it and not hate it.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, nostalgia is like one hell of a drug in a sense. Like, you can definitely... You forget about some of the stuff that you didn't really like, and you're able to put up with it, me- put up with it more. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're grabbing a new game for the first time and you're like, "Oh no, not really, loving yeah. this." But you're playing Mega Man on your Android. Oh, Does Aaron yeah. have an
0: iPhone? Was that the difference? So apparently, I misunderstood. Well, not misunderstood, but. Uh, Shit's bad. No, Aaron put out that he was playing Mega Man on his iPhone. And I misinterpreted thinking that he just was emulating it. But I should have thought about that. They don't have emulators on the on iPhone. or
1: I didn't know he had an iPhone.
0: I guess so. But apparently they released a version of Mega Man 2 on the iPhone that is just terrible. And oh. he was saying that the jump button wasn't working and he just couldn't get anything to work and I was making fun of him like it's probably just user error because yeah touch screens yeah. do suck. Oh yeah, they do have it on there. It's 99 cents. Mega Man 2 done by Capcom.
1: But apparently not good.
0: Apparently not. So I said I challenge you to a Mega Man 2 battle on the phone. And yeah. it took me about 3 days. It's it's really, really difficult on the phone because a lot of those jumps require very, very precise timing. And growing up yeah. in an era of like physical buttons, I feel like a generation of gamers is, is emerging that are better with touchscreens than they are with physical buttons just because that's what they grew up with. But um, there were some parts in that game that were super difficult. Like Heat Man's level, when you have to dodge all of those those heat beams that come shooting across i probably spent a day and a half just on that level trying to get through it because i'd get down to the end and then i'd go to move to the left to avoid that last beam and my finger would slide off the spot where the touch screen was going to be and i would die and i just get frustrated and quit and then going through dr wiley's castle with the dragon boss where you have to jump specifically on those blocks and you're the, the dragon is so close behind you that you have to jump without seeing where that next block is going to be because the NES had the old pixel clipping where they wouldn't show up right away. And it just, it got difficult. It got super hard, but you know, plowed through it. I don't ever re- recommend playing old games on a touchscreen phone. It's not worth the hassle.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. Like I have an emulator on my phone. But I haven't actually played anything because I'm not sold on playing it with my phone. Like, it just isn't appealing to me. I don't think I'll enjoy it.
0: My sister's boyfriend bought one of those MOGA 2s or MOGA Pro controllers that clips onto your phone and you sync it up via Bluetooth. And he loves it. Absolutely loves that thing. And that's what he uses to play all of his old games now. So, I feel like if you had an attachment to put your phone in like that, I think it'd be good. But you have to have those physical buttons. At least well, I think
1: it kind of takes away from the portability like the benefit of having it on your phone because it's portable, you can just play it whenever, wherever. Yeah. But if you have to bring a controller in order to get I think anywhere I could in the game.
0: Trudge through some RPGs on a phone. Maybe, yeah. But if you're looking at Mario 3, I decided to try to play that, and I got halfway through the first level and said, nah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I mean, I can make it through Mega Man 2, but I'm not doing Mario 3 on a phone because I think Mario 3 requires... It's, it's faster paced. Yeah. It just requires a little bit more finesse, and I couldn't do it. I mean, Mega Man, you can just kill everything on the screen and then go forward.
1: Yeah, that's true. Mario, There's a lot of timing.
0: Yeah. So that was... I think at the time where I called the end of the contest Aaron had beaten Woodman <laughs> like that's not even the first person you should really attack but hey you got him
1: <laughs> good job
0: way to go buddy so I'll be curious to see how he fared on that
1: yeah uh, that's funny
0: anything else Jess Are you playing anything else or is that just is that about it
1: that's it for me.
0: I forgot to turn some lights on in my room before we started this. <laughs> and it's dark. It's there like, is
1: a creepy person in the dark lit up by your computer screen.
0: Well, and it's even creepier because I opened up the shades and they face all of our neighbors in the back. So they probably just see my face lit up by my <laughs> computer screen. glow. I'm like, what a weirdo.
1: He's probably jerking it. Probably. <laughs> um. What else were we going to talk about?
0: I don't know let's check the unofficial script i don't think we were talking about anything else no that's that's it
1: do you know what i watched the other day tell me retro-ish things what forrest gump
0: why what okay
1: i'd never seen forrest gump before really really i've never seen it well i have seen it now i had never seen it before
0: my sister took off yesterday morning to go to galveston for a cruise and i told her when she got there i have two requests first of all um make sure that your the captain of your cruise ship isn't the guy from the uh, coast of concordia and then second of all take a video of yourself cuz her boyfriend had never been on a cruise ship before he'd never even seen one and take a video of of you looking at the the ship going, that's that's my boat. Like Forrest Gump, <laughs> it's funny you'd say that.
1: It, it was funny because like Andrew went to he was in Miami and he went to Bubblegum Shrimp, mm-hmm. and so that sparked the whole. You need to watch Forrest Gump. I can't
0: believe you've never seen that. That's a, no, that's that's a masterpiece.
1: And I was so cocky before we watched it. I'm like, I know exactly what happens. Like everyone knows what happens in Forrest Gump. And so I tried to do like a play by play of what was going to happen. And I said that he runs a lot and he joins the war and Jenny is a prostitute. I thought she was a prostitute. Oh, yeah. And she gets syphilis. I thought she got syphilis and died.
0: And then she, she went out and slept with everybody and then finally came back and had pity sex with Forrest and gave him everything she had.
1: Yeah. But then he didn't get it, apparently.
0: We don't like know he that.
1: didn't, and I thought she would have died from AIDS, but she didn't die from AIDS, did she? I think she did. It would, it was unstated.
0: Yeah, it was th- implied.
1: But it was like really good. I was really impressed. Hmm. Um, I didn't get the Bubba. I couldn't. I didn't know the connection there. I knew that he shrimped. He was on a shrimping boat, and he liked chocolate. But I thought his mom was going to be a prostitute, and she wasn't.
0: You thought, but you thought Bubba's mom was going to be a prostitute.
1: No, Forrest's mom.
0: Oh, she was.
1: She only slept with a one guy that you
0: know of.
1: Yeah, but
0: she slept whatever with, she slept with the principal to get him into normal school.
1: But it was so funny. Like there are so many good po- parts of it, and it was like very like political too, which I wasn't anticipating
0: yeah they like how they just injected him into so many just random historical moments
1: they did it so well like it came out in was it like 97
0: 97 and that was one of the first super long movies to hit theaters i remember my family wanting to go to that and they said no eric you probably shouldn't come with it's a little long
1: yeah and they did it so well like the cgi and stuff for back in the day was pretty like it's held up quite well
0: well, oh, I'm glad you finally got around to seeing a classic movie.
1: Now, I get the Life is Like a Box of Chocolates reference. I'm sure just do. making shit up when I talk about it.
0: You're one of those people, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's all I've really got for this. I know we're a little short on on time, but we just wanted to get a show out there so we don't fall into that hiatus status again.
1: We're blaming Nick Stevens for this short content. Yeah. Because he's not here.
0: We may... Once Derek, my sister's boyfriend, gets back from their cruise, we'll have another person to fill in for anyone who's missing. So that should be in a couple weeks. But I was just flipping through the emails and most of them are just the Christmas memories. So... I think we're officially out of the holidays, so you guys can start sending us questions again, factory sealed at manatank.com. Or if you want to shoot them to us on our Facebook, Facebook.com slash factory sealed. We'll try to incorporate them somehow into the show. Um Yeah. That's all I got for us.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's it
0: that is it that should be the show for this week I don't know what time we're going to be back this next week or what we'll even be playing but I can guarantee you it'll be at some time and we'll be talking about some games so until then have yourselves a fantastic week Jess do you have to work on Monday
1: yes sucker shut up
0: I don't even know why is it Martin Luther King day
1: Oh, yeah, it is tomorrow for you guys.
0: Yeah, I don't have to work.
1: Well, enjoy your long weekend.
0: Maybe I will get back into in. We'll see. But until next time. Aaron and- says hi. Oh, did you just talk to him?
1: No, he just sent a message. In the chat? In the well, he said have a great show, but I feel like that means I say hi to everyone.
0: Okay. That's what he I'm He said a long time ago.
1: I know, but I just checked now.
0: Jess, where can we find you on Twitter?
1: At IAMAJess.
0: You can find me at Honest Pizza. We will see you all next time.
1: Yes.